and welcome to Like-Minded Podcast Season 2. I am your host, Caitlin Bradley, and I'm super excited for this episode. I think I say that about every single episode. Um, but yeah, I was so excited that back in December, the 5th of December 2020, I actually booked the recording studio that we normally record in. And yesterday I got a notification saying, oh, are you coming to the studio? And I was like, um, no, we're in lockdown 3.0. So I had to cancel that. So wishful thinking, thinking that we're not in a pandemic anymore. Anyway, I am joined today with the fabulous Bob Towers, my co-host. How are you, Bob? Hello, everyone. Hello, Caitlin. Uh, I'm really, really good. I think um, as, as we, we record this, there is snow falling outside my window and it is proper snow on the banks of the Mersey here. So it's a little bit, it looks like a little bit of a, a post-apocalyptic Christmas card. So th- things are going well, things are going well. Well, it's not snowing in Blackpool. Is it not? No, it's gone. It was oh. yesterday. It's gone now. <laughs> so yeah, we are on Zoom. So please forgive us if the sound quality isn't what we normally are like. But yes, I am super excited to introduce our guests that we've got today, guests being plural. We have got Naughty Corner Productions. Hello, guys. Hello. So we've got Mike Dickinson, Adam Nichols and Catherine Ainsworth. (laughs) (laughs) How are you all? We are good. Thank you. Well, sorry, I'm answering for everyone there. Sorry, I am am good. You are good. good. Adam, are you good? Yeah. Very good. DIY and question my life. Yeah, lovely stuff. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, So, yeah, we're just going to have a general chit chat about life. No, I'm joking. That's not this podcast. Uh, About theatre and how how did Naughty Corner Productions come about? Where did it all start? Do you want to tell us, Mike? Um, Yes. So um, it started when I was at university um, a while ago at um, some university and um, basically (laughs) and um, yeah so from there it was my uh, dissertation that I did at the end of the of the three years and I did it with um, Gemma Lynch Um, and so we took that dissertation to the Edinburgh Fringe and won the Sunday Times National Drama Award with our first show The Bastard Queen then it just went from there really so Mm. Yes, if we hadn't won that award, it would have uh, all been fucked, really, um, because we didn't have many people in the audience, anything like that. But then uh, we went back the following year and start, and from then started selling out. So, yeah, so it was a, a bit of luck and hard work. Well, that's how we started, really. It was a university thing. Then a couple of years later, Gemma left and I was uh, struggling very much to keep the company going, really, just um, with all the logistics, all of that. I met the wonderful Catherine Ainsworth, who uh, lied to me and told me that she was um, a well-seasoned stage manager. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, which she was, uh, but she also wasn't because she'd never done it before. Uh, but she, she could do yeah, it. She the, great. the expression "well-seasoned" can be um, can, can be applied loosely there. Oh, oh yeah. I've never done it in my life. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> That's loosely like that is loosely, um, <laughs> but yeah. So that was on those two weeks, uh, which I was directing, of course, by uh, written by Ian Salmon, who's great. And um, then eventually asked Catherine if she wanted to join the company with me because she was basically doing it anyway, which was great. Um, and then Adam, of course, known for absolutely years, he's been in the majority of shows that we've done, yeah. uh, written one of them as well with Cal Forbes. 
and uh, written one with me, the Raves Are Us, our latest one, where which was going to have a marvelous tour, but you know, pandemic. Um, so yeah, that's really the story of where we are now. Marvelous. Great. Well, you, you undersell yourselves there a little bit because, oh. like, you are multi award winning. I, I, I understand. We've won um, a few. Well, we've won, <laughs> we've won one. We've won one that matters, and then the rest are just uh, look good on the old posters. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you're so modest. Yeah, I know, I know. And what, what I picked up as well is that it seems to me that. Um, the, taking the, a production to Edinburgh each year is, is important to you. Um, my God, you, you've been doing that for, for years and, and years. So tell me about the, the process for how you, how you begin a, a play from its inception. To take it to the Fringe or just in general? In general, and what, what role the, the Fringe plays in that process? Um, so I kind of like model I suppose originally would be we'd work on a show um do it at the unity theater we used to have a residency with them um okay. and then we'd take it to the fringe and we'd used to work in partnership with the university that I went to um to and, and they would support us and things like that so it's kind of like a we'd be taking up a group of actors from the university they'd support us so it was they were getting you know they were coming up with us yeah. uh, so that that's the way it worked like that. But the the are you asking me about like the writing process of the shows where they come from? Yeah. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that, please. Well, well, it, well I think we, we differ a bit. Like like Adam, how would you say uh, you, for example, you've done the muckers? Where where's that come from? Um, like, and raves with me, obviously. I'm just wondering. It starts with just it starts with anything, any little bit of inspiration. I think because obviously, mm. if you're going back to muckers, I think you've talked to Cal before in the past, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. And I watched it, and yeah, it's like when we was out and about, it would just be these two characters we'd play off each other, and then that naturally just built up into something in our heads where we had everything, like sort of the vision of it all in one mm. big thing, and then as soon as we've got that, and it keeps for me, it has to keep staying in my head. And like, I keep thinking about it, keep thinking, and it, it doesn't go mm. away. And then as soon as I get to that point, I'm like, now I've got to write it. Now mm. I've got to do it. So it, that was one. And then for raves, it was, we. I saw a, a news article that was talking about these group of people that did a big rave in uh, a big Toys R Us warehouse in London. <laughs> and, it, and, that, and then I spoke to Mike saying, this will be good, won't it? And they were like, yeah, yeah, be decent. And then we it, did it. Was it, it, it was interesting because we were both kind of wanting to... I told them I was going to be working on something about rave culture and, and, and Adam wanted to do something as well. So originally, I think we were working on two separate shows mm. about rave culture just that we wanted to do because we both love it. And then suddenly he um, <laughs> he sent us this article. We were like, oh, well, let's just fucking do it together. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. just the, the things come together. But I'd, I love that a casual kind of reading a story in a newspaper can read to uh, can lead to a production because it, it it attracts you in some way it sticks in your head in some way. Um, how how have the other plays started? Um, so oh, which one? Well, well let's take off the Russian. Where, where okay. did the idea for that come from? Bob came from me being very angry that uh, <laughs> that uh, the World Cup was going on in somewhere like Russia, basically, just with the, yeah. 
human rights um, stance and all that. I just thought it was insane that it was uh, allowed to be there. Everyone was kind of... Don't get me wrong, I'm not... I, I, I used to watch football religiously and would become a very angry person for it. Um, so I now only try and do the Euros or the World Cup. Um, <laughs> genuinely, it ruined... I've watched uh, Liverpool versus United the other week and remembered why it stopped. Um, it just ruined everything. But... Um, no, so I rem remember thinking, why does the world stop and everyone forgets how bad this place is just because the biggest competition in the yeah. world is there. Yeah. Um, so that's where the idea for Bob the Russian came from. It would be done as a comedy. These uh, groups of Russian and English people working together to rob uh, what, what the audience think is the, um, is the Bank of Russia. But then, of course, the twist is, I'll say it because we're probably not going to be doing it again, but the twist is that they end up stealing the World Cup um, as a kind of fuck you back at the countries. Um, so mm -hmm. there's that because because it's still like relevant now because the next one's meant to be in Qatar, is it not? Yeah, where it's, like, uh, it's yeah. even worse, apparently. So, yeah. yeah, that's where that came from. Not the horse came from me being very bored of, of the Bastard Queen because it's very heavy show. So I wanted a comedy about wanking off a horse. Um, <laughs> now, yeah. who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Kath, I come to you with some crazy things, don't I? And some of them you're kind of like, that one sounds good, that one doesn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, Kath, what, what's, what's your role in this then, Kath? Uh, are you the kind of arbiter of what, what goes on and what doesn't? Have you got to keep them under control somehow? How does that work? <laughs> um, well, I try to, but... Whether or not it actually happens is another story. <laughs> um, they are quite hard to control. Um, but yeah, basically, Mike sometimes comes with ideas and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then other times I'm like, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is. Um, she, she but yeah, so basically, I don't really get involved until Mike or Cook or anyone has got a script and they're like, I want to put this on. And that's right. where I sort of step in. Um, are, are you then trying to see it from the point of view of, okay, that might be a good story, but whether it's transferable to stage is something else? Yeah, a little bit. And whether or not it'll sell. Like Bob the Russian was a no-brainer because the World Cup was going on at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a good story. Raves R Us, no-brainer. Um, you know, rave culture, Toys R Us. Who Which ones that? were not no-brainers, Cap? <laughs> Do you remember when we said um, yeah. Um, yeah, that there were some things we weren't going to talk about? Um, <laughs> oh, that it now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. had some howlers, man. I did one called Dirty Glitter. That's not my best. Was it cook? Hey, I enjoyed that one, but it just, the reviewers didn't like it at all. Like... Not, no, not one of them, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it though. I thought it was ridiculous. Well, this, this is the value of failure, isn't it? Because maybe you learn more by a, a production that didn't go well than you do that from a, a you know a, a production that was fabulous. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of people that you learn from like, like that, isn't it? It's and I think it's resilience as well. I think because yeah. you have a bad show, you've got to keep going. You know what I mean? And, it's, and like, I don't think you can listen to reviewers too much either. So I think yeah. we had some awful reviews coming in for that, didn't we? But, like, the reviews itself were bad. So, like, we'd have one where it was talking about this guy's Spanish accent, but he was actually Spanish. And he was <laughs> too much, too over the top. 
And he was like, well, he's Spanish. He was just looking at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he, was, he was literally talking. And he was just, <laughs> <laughs> he was literally talking. And they put a review saying, over the top Spanish accent. That's Tony Garcia, <laughs> by the way. He's, Tony's great. We love him. It's one of them. You've just got to be sort of, if you believe in your show, then you've just got to keep going. And But if yeah. you think it's good, you've got to just. Exactly. It, it was selling out. And audiences loved it. It was just critics. Hated it, but yeah, we're just looking well, exactly back. Like, uh, Mikey, who are you doing this for? Do you have an audience in mind um, when when you're creating something, or are you saying I think this is good, so I'm just hoping to attract people to it? Um, and do you have at the back of your mind, hang on, the critics aren't going to like this, or you know, they, there isn't going to be an audience for it? What what what's your thought around that? Um, it's definitely more. I write them for me and mm. I'm, I've always said to people and to be students actually as well. So like I, I'd be um, the first person on the metaphorical front row of every show um, because I think when you're right, when you're directing it's different, but when you're writing something, you can't think about the audience and things like that. You've got to write it for yourself um, as in what do you think is funny? Do you think that will work? Um, I don't, I think the moment that you start, worrying about the audience too much when you write it for the your first draft i think that's when it's not your piece and you're trying to cater it to something yes so and, and it's not your style then is it so it's just yeah. like i write what I, I write what i would want to go and watch yes um, yeah, if, so. if you don't do that as well i think you get you you, you bore yourself so you yeah. can't have something that excites you first because mm -hmm. if, if it doesn't excite you and you're showing it to a group of 50 people they're not going to get excited because you're yeah. not excited so you're yeah. not going to be into it 100%. So you've got to love it, I think. Exactly, yeah, I agree. And I, I like that idea of kind of um, build it and, and they will come kind of thing, you know, because if you like it yourself and you've invested in it, um, then you will attract audience to it. Because yeah, I, exactly. I know some, some popular theatres will do show after show all very similar just to attract the, the, the same audience. And... I, I just think it, it stifles creativity a, a lot of that. Yeah, well, it's not like it's it's different models of things like that. What works for your works, do you know what I mean? So I, I don't knock anyone that does do that, but it's just for me personally, I'd be uh, bored of that. It's like doing not the horse after the bastard queen. The bastard queen was quite heavy and gritty, and so when I sat at home watching not the horse howling at lines, I was writing thinking, my God, I hope someone else finds this funny. And when they did, that's the first time I'd heard an audience laugh at things that I'd written and laugh a lot. And I was kind of like, right, well, don't doubt yourself, then just write your next one, which was, you know, Dirty Glitter. Cool. Oh, yeah, but then if it goes down, you die with the stuff that you love. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you go down with the stuff that you believe, you know what I mean? And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Oh, 100%. Then that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I remember some. I remember someone at the fringe called Church Blitz, a shambolic school play, and I thought, oh, I love that. Get that on a poster. Shout it out every night. You know what I mean? It was great. Shambolic school play. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I, I think we should all aspire to be shambolic. Oh yeah, we we love a bit of shambolic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, you were going uh, Avita Kills. Um, we were doing theatre addict last year and that was going to open theatre addict is how far along is a kills um i sent um 
so we were going to show a little bit of it, weren't we? Yeah. Like the start yeah. scene. I sent it to Caff. Um, you like it, don't you, Caff? It's like uh, this. I I don't know. I don't know whether it's passed me a little bit. The idea. It's like okay. uh, it was three three quarters of the way through it, and then it, I just kind of stopped for a bit and moved on to this other one, which I wrote during lockdown and completed that. Uh, but I'll probably go back to it. It's just a, probably a while off yet. Well, everything is, but um, it's just, yeah, I don't, it's, it's good. I like the idea. It's great. It's just, it's probably not going to be the next one or there for a while. So, but it was just for a test because yeah. it was almost like to, like a scratch night thing, I suppose, yeah. to put it on, see what people thought, the opening scene. Um, yeah, it's a good way to test stuff out, isn't it? So yeah. that was the idea with that. But you won't be seeing it too soon, I don't think. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No. Good. Uh, well, Kath, is is your role to kind of take some of these ideas and then to um, to to beat them into being a, a, a viable performance? What uh, tell us how, how that process works, please? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say that was my role. Like, I kind of let them get on with it creatively, um, yeah. because I trust them. That's it. At the end of the day, like I trust the stuff that they put out. Sometimes some stuff will be in there and I'll be like, I really don't want that in there. I really don't think that works. Sometimes people listen, sometimes people don't. That's fine. Um, but for the most part, creatively, I definitely trust them. Um, because like Mike said, he writes for himself, but the stuff he writes makes me laugh as well. And I enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so for me, it's more about like getting it into venues, getting the best deals, that sort of thing, and organising the logistics of it. And it, because that works both ways. It's like if, if uh, you know, we go to cafe, we're like, look, look, this could do four nights here. And she goes, no, it's free. And uh, we turn out, and it, you know, and, and I'll go on. Yeah. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, why is she saying that? But that? That's the way it works. And then it's like, she's always right, because then we'll, we'll, we'll sell out, but we'll barely sell out three nights. So she'd be like, so if we did the fourth one, you know. <laughs> so, but it is, that's why, but that's why we're all doing our bit, because we know what we're doing in our department, so to speak. Like, and we should say we've, we've had, um, uh, we've been very lucky last year. We had um, Trisha Duffy and Jay Duffy have joined the company as well. Mm. Um, Trisha wrote Broken Biscuits, which is an amazing Liverpool play, been on at the Royal Court. And so those two have joined uh, Naughty Corner running it with us. So, and we had a huge plan with everything, but it is yeah. still a huge plan. It's yeah. just two years on delayed. Hold, like everything else. Yeah, yeah exactly. How, how does it work in terms of the kind of group dynamics of who does what with, within the group then? Because you, you know, you've got new people coming in all the time, you're collaborating. Well, it, what's quite nice about me, Trish, uh, Jay and Caff is Jay and Caff will take uh, the majority of the logistics, things like that. And then me and Trish are over on one side being all arty-farty, giggling to ourselves. Um, and then, but it works really well. So uh, it's, it is, it's literally like two married couples have come together. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that works well. And so but when me and Cook work together as a... Um, I can't speak for you and, and Cal, obviously, what it was like directing with Cal, but when me and Cook uh, work together, it's almost like, um, it's quite funny. It's like finishing each other's sentences and that. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. like, oh, if I'm not, if I've written a bit and I'm like, oh, I don't know what goes here, you'll feel that. And if I've got this idea, but I don't know how to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. And it's like sort of that sort of thing. And we'll just sit in a room and sort of bounce off each other because... 
I can't really write on my own. I I'm naturally, I'm an actor, so I can't, I, I find it really hard to just sit down and write on my own. So right. I'm going back and forth where I'm sort of improvising sort of lines and then have someone else sort of do all the grammar and all that because I'm terrible at grammar. I can't <laughs> yeah, it's like that. So it's like quite like natural and if you don't want to be too poncy and like uh, organic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it's strange because because I was kind of dusting off my acting shoes while we were while we were writing raves. You know, we were sat down but acting these lines to each other like which we hadn't written yet, and we were just both howling. You know, we'd say something and then be like, "Oh, write it down <laughs> as quickly yeah, as we could." Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, no, so that works really well together. Um, uh, and before we rewrote together, I was an actor for a long time in these. Uh, yeah. anyway and what would happen a lot of the time is we'd talk and improvise some of the scenes around his writing and then we'd just bounce off each other really well and like sort of yeah. add, so with Bob we added the sort of the Mambo number five bit because we was having yeah. a laugh in the, studio, in the room and he was like actually we'll put that in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the song and just how funny it was and the certain different situations like I was in the gym like with it on and like I sent to him like, oh, I've got this tune on. It's just so weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of rolled into that. And mm. it's sort of those natural things that we had in before. And we was like, well, why don't we just write together? And that happened yeah. in the room, yeah. in like a small box room, just giving. Ah, yeah, Sh Sharon Coltman's room. Shout out, Sharon. Sharon Coltman. Sharon Coltman. Thank you for the office. Yeah, I, I, I love that kind of um, um, process that, that you've described, though. Um, and how much better it is than someone writing on their own in a cold bedroom somewhere. Um, I but, had the heater on, like. <laughs> but as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you take that and, and show it to someone else and they start to add bits to it, and then it just gets better and better and grows and grows. And I, I, I love that. I, and yes, it is Ponzi, but yes, it, it, it is organic in terms of that. That's exactly what happens. Something grows yeah. from it. I think some people can do that. Like some people are really good at doing that, and like that's their process. Like yeah. Ian does it. Ian he, Ian's right. great he, at it. He just he's so prolific in his writing as well. Yeah. And that. And uh, and and Ollie Black, who Ollie Black yeah. is going to do sheep with Mike directly. You said it. Ollie Black then, because that's what yeah, I wish his name was. I've always said that to him because it's Ollie, Ollie Black. Black, but it could be then an Ollie Black comedy. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know, but it's only back, so we can't. Naughty Corner strikes me as very much a kind of um, physical theatre, get up on stage, you know, uh, get out on tour, that, that kind of stuff. So what's been happening since lockdown and have you managed to, to keep yourself motivated through this period? We've actually been, like, Kath, we've been hit... We, we, we've we've been quite well. We've been very lucky, haven't we? Wouldn't you say? And what they can't keep, hear you if you nod. You know I keep nodding and then realizing. <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like please yeah. say something, love. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, we have been really lucky, and it it was strange because I think obviously all of us thought we didn't think we'd be here this time last year. You know, we thought this would be over by now. Everyone was like, oh, three months, stay inside. It'll be done, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we were really lucky in that everything we had booked last year was rebooked for this year. 
Um, whether or not it goes ahead now, obviously, is a, another story for another time. Mm. Um, but we've been looking in that sense and we managed to get some things done online um, in the beginning. So, yeah, we work, work quite well. Like, the, I think, like with everyone, the motivation sort of mm. goes as the lockdowns continue. You know, yeah. it, it's very fatiguing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Exactly, because we kind of, we we tried to do something once a month through, like, the, the first lockdown, I'd say, and we did, like, we did, like, a talk show and things like that. I mm. think that this, this one, we're kind of, well kind of just having it off really because uh a bit of time off of it like you know because we know Kathleen is having a bit of recovery time at the moment of course we love her for and all we all know this don't we that Kathleen can I say this Kath of course sure. yeah yeah it's fine fine um if not edit that out um, <laughs> that's the joy um, about this <laughs> had brain surgery very recently so oh it's God. like um she's all right she still does a job um you know <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know so we're, we're just having that bit of time off like I'm, I'm back in now still teaching online through all of this and it's just uh we went pretty hard didn't we through the first one we did a lot of things yeah. so we did an online show before different locations and things like that so it's been nice to have it off and just kind of wait now for a little bit the first one I wrote a new play um and things like that, like we've, there's been non-stop ideas and things, you know, which has been nice. And I think we, we wrote up just before New Year, um, everything that Liverpool had done, like Ugly Bucket and Ugly, uh, ugly Shakespeare and Rubbish Shakespeare. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fast. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, everyone uh, and the arts bar, you know, are all doing yeah. things. Yeah. And this, this podcast, it's just been nice to see, like, everyone do things and keep going some people have made the best work through it so i think i think sometimes it's fine just to go okay we've we've had enough of all the online stuff now i think mm. i think um that it's good all the online stuff and that but it's never gonna beat the live no. performance no. and like, i we think we, we've done well in that but i think now i'm because this this new lockdown this for me is the worst one it yeah. has been the worst one and I think okay. it's just been like, okay, let's, I just want to just regroup and like sort of chill and question things. And it's yeah. just, it's been difficult, this one, I think. It yeah. has, yeah. It's, it's, I think the weather's got a lot to do with it, I think. It's weird. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. I think for me, like, this is actually like the first lockdown really I've experienced because yeah. the first lockdown, I was, I worked for the NHS, so I was still working. Yeah. Um, so, what all my friends were experiencing I wasn't really experiencing but now that I've been I've been off sick since November now um so I'm like fully experiencing what lockdown is and wow I don't know how anyone did it the first time now you like, know why I was ringing you every week saying let's do this now yeah this honestly now. like even like being like like the first month after my surgery was really rough in terms of recovery but now that I'm like getting much better, I'm just like, oh my god, I am so bored. Yeah, like really, really bored <laughs> all the time. And we're we're ready, like. But the thing is, we're 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 ready, man. Do you know what I mean? For when yeah. this is, and it will be, of course, it will. But yeah. when it's gone, but it, like we're out there, we're ready to come back and absolutely fucking smash it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and I think everyone will. I just think there's lots of people talking about. Like I've always said it. Uh, you know, oh, this is the end of theatre, all of that. But me, look, I know like certain phases won't get through it. I know all of that. I know it will be hard, but it survived 
two other, you know, pandemics and, a, and two world wars, for fuck's sake, it ain't going anywhere. So I just think, you know, even if we're doing it in the back of someone's garden, we'll be doing shows. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I just, I understand the stress and all of that, but at the same time, it will it will be back. Yeah, and there will be an explosion. Of, never, man. Yeah. 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 100%. So can you give us an insight of to where you think Nauticorn Productions will be? What's your five-year plan? Have you got a five-year plan? Do we do this? five-day plan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Ka- go on, Kath. You say as much as we're allowed to about what, what the plans is with Ray. Oh, yeah, of course. Go on. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we had a five-year plan, I guess. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, went out the window, didn't it? Um, but I think the plan was really to focus on raves. Mm. Um, obviously, we did it in Glastonbury, not last year, year before. I'm losing track of like what year we're in with like the pandemic and stuff. I'm really losing track. Twenty one, um, look, twenty one. Yeah, we are like so. It wasn't. It wasn't last year. It was the year before. Um, and then we were supposed to go last year again, but was cancelled we were supposed to go to edinburgh fringe with it um at quite a big venue mm, that okay. got cancelled um we had another festival lined up so basically the plan was just to focus on raves and i think that will still be the plan mm. once yeah. the world opens up again um you know and start to make it because it's it's probably our most commercial show Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think um, there'll be a, there'll be a need for it more than before, won't there? Like, yeah. I, I, just, I just think it will. Uh, the whole idea of, of the show, anyway, the ethos of the show is like coming together and and it's escapism and that yeah. uh, you know just being with people that get you through it. it. To be fair, it is the exact show that you couldn't do in a pandemic, and it's <laughs> it, it's insane. People yeah. hugging each other. That yeah. would not go down. Like. <laughs> yeah, what's quite funny is the last time we did it before the pandemic was at Vault Festival, right? And which is in London. And we did it uh, last February. Bloody hell, nearly coming up to a year. So yeah. um, now Vault Festival is underground in the vaults. It ain't lying. Uh, what's it under Waterloo Station? Piccadilly, Piccadilly Station, is it? Is it which one? Is it Waterloo? I can't remember. I, I, feel, Waterloo, I feel like Waterloo. it is Waterloo, but I can't remember. It is. But well, anyway, it's enclosed and it's sweaty and whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, honest to God. But the funny thing, like, just, uh, and while we were there, we'd heard about it and COVID was just becoming a thing and we were. And every night you're watching them and, and our audiences are sweating, our cast sweating, they're hugging each other, all of this. It's giving me anxiety so now thinking about it. But it's just... Oh, it's pandemic, basically. <laughs> it's literally... It's our fault. <laughs> now we know where it started. It didn't start in Wuhan. It started right here. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, actually, that you say that because there's, there's an account on Instagram that I follow called Shit You Should Care About Us. Um, it's a really, really good Instagram account. But they posted something the other day saying, um, what things did you do before the pandemic that now you can't believe you ever did? And some of them were simple things like kissing a stranger, shaking hands, putting your hands on a handrail, you know, stuff like that. Whereas now I'm just like, oh my God, I can't imagine doing that ever. Yeah, yeah. Kissing strangers, Catherine, shame on you. <laughs> that's it like we were in such close proximity all the time yeah. to people that we didn't know um, and yeah it was think about I, th- I think my worry is when the world open, 
so again and I think there's going to be a lot of anxiety around I think there's going to be a lot of like sort of residual COVID not to be like depressing but there's going to be a lot of residual COVID trauma and people are going to have to like sort of relearn how to and I say when I say people I mean myself included Mm. relearn how to like socially interact and be tactile again because yeah the minute a stranger comes close to me now I'm like and I think we've got to convince audiences it's okay to come and see us again that's that's the challenge yeah Yeah. or you know I I love your kind of defense of of the uh, the uh, the future of um of of uh, performance theatre, um, you know, it will carry on, and I love what you said about it. And we will launch it right here from Adam's utility room. We will launch the Renaissance. <laughs> oh of <theater>. yeah, <laughs> love <laughs> man show in here. Love <laughs> people, and I'll talk about imagery. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> let's do the stuff, guys. Before we finish, let's do the stuff about how can people find out about Naughty Corner and um, what you've done, and uh, tell us your social media, your web page, and stuff. Go on. Uh, okay, on uh, Facebook, um, what do you say? I just type in Naughty Corner Productions. Yeah. It comes up. Did you just say that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And our Twitter is um, at Naughty CP. Yeah. Yeah, at Naughty CP. And our Instagram is not being used at the minute, so don't judge us on that. Uh, but other than that, yes. And we've got a few things in the pipeline, so once everything's come back, you've just written a play, haven't you, Mike? Yeah. Let's say a couple of titles and stuff shouted. Are we allowed? No, go on. No, go on. Go, on, go for it. Yeah. Right. right, go on, Cook. You say one we, we might work on eventually. Uh, no, you say the one first. Okay, I've got one. I've written one called To Kill a Monk, which I've uh, written, which is a um, black comedy based on the true story of the assassination of Grigory Rasputin in oh, yes. uh, 1917 yes. Russia. Oh, mate, I've, I've already bought me ticket for this. Marvellous. And Cook, what are we considering doing? Uh, Darts the musical. Yeah. So basically, I know it doesn't sound amazing, but <laughs> it's basically going to be like about like dodgeballs, basically like the dodgeball sort of story. So it'll be based around two like local pub teams, and it's going to basically like a darts league. But it's like it'd be like the only thing they've ever wanted to do. So yeah. like, this is like the dodgeball of darts. And we'll smash it. And um, and Calf, of course. Calf, we were we were toying around with doing a, a festival at one point, weren't we? Like a mental health one, remember? But yeah. Right. But that's definitely something. Because Calf said, uh, do you mind if, if I led something? I said, well, obviously, do you know what I mean? Like, like go to town on it. Because Calf is very creative as well, as much as she mm. doesn't want me to say that. Um, she is. She has the creative mind. So... And and she she knows a shit about this stuff. So mm-hmm. when that time comes, and it will probably be the best time to have it more than ever after this. Yeah, so we will try and be doing a lot of um, more more things to kind of help us, as well as our crazy escapism. We're we're gonna try and provide. Um, help me out with the words, calf. What we're trying to provide. Give more back to the community. Yes. Basically, be yeah. more of a community-based project. Yeah. I think That's definitely. Good. You'll have your horses being wanked off and you can be helped as well. So what yeah. more do you want? Hey, who doesn't want? want that? Who doesn't yeah. want that? Yeah. For some people, it does it in just in the show. Yeah. I leave, <laughs> I leave not the horse and it's like therapy. 
Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming along today. And I just think it's been mega insightful. And hopefully it's been mega inspirational as well to those um, people in ultra theatre groups um, you know that that there is a future for us, and we just need to get our act together and come back yeah. better and, and and stronger. So I, I just think there's going to be a mega um, logjam of productions when when the you know when when the doors are opened again, and I just don't gonna think it's going to be boom town. So thank you very much. Hundred percent. No, no problem. Thanks that for having us. Right. Hopefully, we yeah, can do it for real in real life at one point, maybe. Yeah. 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 Drink, you know. Remember them pubs? <laughs> and that bar. Girls down. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, my granddad told me about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love a bevy and a chat, don't we? We love get, get your vaccines, guys. Let's get out. Get your vaccines. Let's get out. Vaccinate me. I'm ready for a bevy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. Caitlin, let, let's wind this show up because this is series two, our first show, and it's just lovely to be back. It is. It is. So what are you doing this afternoon, Bob? Okay, so this afternoon, um, a group of guys, me and a group of guys, are working towards establishing um, a, a future colony which will live underground so we can survive any future apocalypse and breakdown of, of society. So um, there's only wow. like four of us and we're all men who have guns. Um, so we, we're looking for people to join <laughs> us, particularly women, because it's not sustainable at the moment. So if real. you've got any skills, Caitlin, in, in terms of like <laughs> soft furnishings, then, then come and join us. Right. On that note, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you never fail to amaze me. I absolutely love it. I'm always gossmat with you, Bob Towers. Goodbye, everyone, and we'll see you at the next Bye. show. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.